He's so cute. Have a little wee wee. Are we having a wee? Come on then. For oh, the purpose well. of the audio, uh, Raymond's having the wee, not Emily <laughs> or Rosie. <laughs> This week on Walking the Dog, I took Raymond to the beautiful Northumberland countryside to take a stroll with the fabulous Chris and Rosie Ramsey. Chris is a hugely successful stand-up, and Rosie was also a performer, but she was busy raising their kids when in 2019, the two of them decided to do a podcast about their relationship. They called it Shag Married Annoyed. They had no idea they were spawning an entire entertainment empire. It's had over 90 million downloads, led to a Sunday Times best-selling book and a sold-out live arena tour. I kind of knew the Ramses would be welcoming, but Raymond and I got some next-level hospitality. They made us tea, they let us nose around the house, I became best friends with Rosie's mother, I even picked out the bedroom I'm going to move into. And we had the loveliest walk where we chatted about their childhoods, the work ethic instilled in them both by their parents, Chris's pretty bold chat-up line to Rosie, and the family life they've created with their two boys. We also discussed the huge success of Shag Married Annoyed, which is currently on tour, and I really urge you to go and see it. You can find out all the live dates at shagmarriedannoyed.com. I loved Chris and Rosie. They're just such warm, generous and hilarious people. And best of all, they totally fell for Raymond. So Raymond and I will be moving in with them. Just FYI, Chris, Raymond likes Egyptian cotton sheets, please. I really hope you enjoy our walk. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe. I'll hand over to them now. Here's Chris and Rosie and Raymond. Little man. He's a lovely little man. And yeah, how are you so chill? Raymond, we're going to put your lead on now. We'll get Chris to help us. Oh, yeah. Everyone done inside? And lock up? Yeah, you got a key, love. Yeah, I'm, I need to get my sunglasses out of the car. Oh, sorry. sorry. I've never known anything like a dog this chill in my What's life. Chris? Really? Sorry. Sorry. Never oh, look, this dog. little bag! <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Liberty dog. Oh, love it. Take your bag, Raymond. We're going to walk. Round here, through a field, through a little wood, through another field, and then into the village, but... Hold on, we're not going through fields, are we? Do, do you not want to? thought we would just walk through the loop, through the loop. We could the do the loop if you want, or we could go through the field and through the forest. It's just we've got white trainers left and right oh, here, Oh, yeah, man. we'll just do the loop. <laughs> Rosie, these are city folk. I know, you. look at us, man, look at us, we've adapted. Lock your, lock your car. Oh, shit, right. I'm really warm my wellies today. I've got pink hunters. That's as far as I go. <laughs> Come on, Raymond. Chris, will you take oh, that's With pleasure. Hey, little dude. He's so cute. Have a little wee-wee. Are we having a wee? Come on, then. For the purpose oh, well. of the audio, uh, Raymond's having the wee, not Emily <laughs> or Rosie. <laughs> it's not three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we we'll go this We've way. We've got then. our kebabs. Right. Yeah. Come I on, feel Raymond. bad that he's going to get muddy with his perm. <laughs> he hasn't got to make him sound like Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still live here, Kevin Keegan? Up here? I don't know. It's all we do, you know. We always talk about people who are from the <laughs> northeastern world. Like, do they still live here? Chris, you look so sweet with Raymond, doesn't he, Rosie? What do you think? Does this make Chris even more attractive in your eyes, seeing him with Raymond? <laughs> do you know what? Like... We're currently on tour together. It would take a lot to make me more attractive to her. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> no, you, Chris is Chris is desperate for a dog, but I am. Uh, I'm not even on the fence. I'm very much a firm no. Yeah. Well, 
All that's going to change in an hour. Uh, do you know what? I've already had a cuddle of him. He's already won my heart. Oh. Aren't you, Raymond? No, I like dogs. I do like dogs. It's just the... Um, you just don't want I've got, one Well, I've got two you. kids, that's why. When they're a bit older... To be fair, Chris was a grower. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to How stop. do you know? <laughs> <laughs> is Definitely not a show, uh, I'll tell you that. Go on here. <laughs> <laughs> and was a grower, it sounds like it's been lopped off. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, God, Chris, do you feel like you're on the end now? Oh, honestly, oh, I'm glad this dog's a bloke, even in the numbers out. Oh, we should be carrying a bottle of rose. I feel like we should. Straws. Oh, yes. Gin in a tin. Ooh, right, we can let him off when we go, to, when we go up there. Yeah? Oh, see what... You oh. know what this means? He's doing a pe he's doing the Peter Crouch. Okay. Oh. And the Peter Crouch leads to the the Shih Tzu. There we go, Rosie. Is that a little guys? Is that a little? Is that his poo? It's a dog poo. Oh, that is tiny. a big poo for a dog. Oh, I think it's, it's quite small. small. I don't think that's his. We're in the country. He's just dropped it in. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> What do you think he squatted over someone else's poo for a laugh? <laughs> Claiming it as his own. Is this what you say to not pick it up? Are <laughs> <laughs> we then? Come on, Ray. Get that country air in you. This is a huge moment for me. <laughs> I'm such enormous fans of these two. And they're so busy. And I can't actually believe they've been so kind to spare the time to come on my podcast. I'm with the very fabulous Chris and Rosie Ramsey. And we're in the northeast countryside. Yeah. God's country. God's country. Oh, look at it. It's nice, isn't the it? The views are spectacular. It's about how far is it from Newcastle? About 20 minutes? 20 minutes outside of Newcastle? Uh, yeah, probably if yeah. you want to go centre. But yeah, you can literally get into the outskirts of Newcastle in about 12 minutes in the car. Yeah. And we're here with my. I brought my dog Raymond to see you guys because you two don't have a dog. No. But. How are you feeling about Raymond so far? I mean, I love him. I loved him the minute he walked in the house. I love dogs. Chris loves dogs. Chris is desperate for a dog. Most dogs I meet, I would die for them in about five minutes. And did you? Did either of you have dogs when you were growing up? No. Nah. Nah. Never. We weren't. Always we always wanted, wanted one. one. Yeah. My mum would never get one. Why not? Was she not a dog? No. Person? Well, she had. She had dogs growing up. That was one of our arguments because she had dogs growing up. We used to say, "You're so unfair. <laughs> You've had a dog. Why can't we get a dog?" But no, my mum's just not a big animal lover, um, and she had three kids. I think it was just yeah. an extra because they are they're, they're quite tiring dogs, aren't they? They are quite hard. My sister's just got one, and don't he's absolutely gorgeous. Bear, he's, he's beautiful, but he's more intense than the kids. He's a lush dog. Um, but when she brings you around, it's like she's bringing an anxiety attack around to your house. Um, she brought him around the other week. So she brings her two... I love her a bit, but I slag her off on our podcast, so I might as well slag her off on yours as well. She brings her two kids around who are brilliant, lovely lads, um, and her husband and the dog. And Kate will leave the room with Rosie to go and look at something or talk about something, and the dog just barks non-stop. But I, But Michael, her husband, he can sort of drown it out, so he's like... So how's the two isn't that going, Chris? And it's just... And I'm like, mate, I can't have a conversation with these conditions. It's just going to have to stop. It's absolutely so horrible. Cute, it's like a fire alarm going off and just like having a big crack on. It's impossible. He's so cute. Oh, he is gorgeous. God. He's a beautiful dog, but you know, he's a bit clingy. 
But I think it, it always makes it quite nice when you get, when you have a dog from a puppy as well. Because mm. then you, I don't know, you're just really, really, they're part of the family, aren't they? Well, look at Raymond here, look at how chilly he is, man. No, yeah, he is. So chilly he's almost passed out, man. He's class. No bother at all. You might have to get a Raymond. We can lift him off the lead if you like, Chris. Yeah, I'm just worried he might run into a farm or something. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to slag him off, but he does look a little bit out of place <laughs> next <laughs> to the farm. Next to the farm. To be yeah. fair, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost looks like well someone's groomed. dropped an expensive handbag on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, show Chris and Rosie what you can do. What there you go. Do? That's what he can do. <laughs> Nothing. Waddle. <laughs> So you, neither of you had dogs growing up, mm. but I want to know about your respective families and your childhoods. And I've read your absolutely brilliant book, which I loved. Thank you. Thank you. Which was based on your podcast, your hugely successful podcast and stage show. And I'm calling it the Shag Maranoid Empire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so I feel I know a little bit more about it, but did you have similar childhoods? Yeah, we in the sense that we're from the same town, we had very mm. similar childhoods, but in in different ways, it, they were completely different. She's um, about to slag us off for being an only I'm child. And no, I'm not slagging you off. Chris was an only child, there and I'm go. one of three. Straight So he, he used to get everything that he asked for, and I didn't. Not everything, I didn't have a dog, did I? <laughs> no, and you didn't have Sky, and I never but I didn't have America. Sky. The, it's the and holy trinity that, of the three things I didn't get off yeah. the ground. Didn't we, have a dog, didn't have Sky, didn't go to America. We've ne Neither of us have been to Disneyland. Yeah. Isn't We've that a bit been. sad? Oh. Neither of us yeah. have been. Both wanted it, never been. Did you live near each other when you grew up? Yeah, right yeah. next to each other. We used to play out in the same street. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, only, only a couple of times. It was when one of your one of Rosie's mates was going out with one of my mates. So Rosie ended up, uh, Rosie and a friend ended up being the sort of resident girls who visited the street a couple of times. I mean, you grew up, as you say, with your siblings, didn't you, Rosie? Yeah, yeah. And... Your mum and dad. Yeah. And your mum was quite... I get quite a strong impression of her, that she was almost quite firm in a way. Yeah. No, she was really strict. Super strict. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether it was... I always thought it was because she was really strict, but actually, as we've got older, I think it's just they didn't have much money. So we got told no quite a lot. No, we can't do this, we can't go there. You can't have that. Sweets on a Friday. And... Watching her as a grandparent with not as much financial struggle, it, 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 she's like a different person. Oh, Isn't yeah, it? well, it's ridiculous. It's our money, she'll give the kids anything she wants. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our fridge, it's our fridge, it's our cupboards. Yeah. She doesn't give two well, fucks. She let Robin have two jam tarts last night and two custard creams. Oh, she can spend your money like. Oh, don't. I'm she's, joking, I'm totally she's joking. She's great. She's so, a so, saint, I call her a saint, she's she a saint. Is, she's and Chris, what about you? Because. Um, apparently you're an only child. No. Oh. <laughs> and, but no, genuinely, what were you? Did you want brothers and sisters? Yeah, always, friends? always wanted a brother. I used to always say I wanted a brother. When I used to go on holiday, my mum and dad's big thing. They were like that working class kind of. You have to have a two-week holiday every year. Do you know what I mean? You have to go away. Last week in July, first week in August. Mm. I always, my birthday's August the third, so I always had my holiday abroad. And I always used to just say, "Can I? I, I want a brother." I want a brother because I'm bored on holiday, do you know what oh. I mean? But it got us really good at making friends. I talk about it in the book, me, um, yeah. me tactic of making friends, standing near people while they're, while they're throwing a ball and wait for the ball <laughs> so to go astray. Tragic. It's genuinely true. Um, well, you've got a brother now, haven't you? Him and my brother get along really, really yeah. well. So and they call each other brother, don't they you? They call each other bro, yeah. He rings you before he rings me. He does, yeah. 
And you've got a brother-in-law as well. You've got Kate, Michael, Kate's husband. Yeah, but husband. he's got the dog with him. He doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> I always find that only children tend to be quite sort of prematurely almost sophisticated and mature because they're spending much more time with adults all the time. Was mm, that the case with you? Point. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, oh, I, I also hung around with older lads as well. I, all my mates were two years older than me, which isn't much, obviously, when you're an adult. But when you're in first year comprehensive and they're in third yeah. year comprehensive, it's quite a, it's quite a gap. Mm. They're almost blokes. Do you know what I mean? They're all on back end of puberty and you're still a child, essentially. Um, so I suppose there was a bit of that. Um, I always think that that sort of made me humour. Um, I, I used humour quite a lot to get out of situations when I was a kid. Um, and my dad was quite funny as well, so I don't know if I don't know if maybe the, the maturity thing was possibly um, counteracted by the yeah. constant need to get a laugh and be daft. Do you know what I mean? But you had bad acne as well, didn't you? Yeah, Sorry. I had really bad acne. That I mean, thanks for just throwing Sorry, that in out of nowhere. I mean, it was definitely it was, it was about it was about maturity. But thanks. <laughs> um, but that was another. No, because it was you used to, you used comedy as a defence mechanism yeah. against Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spoke about before. Yeah, so that that's... don't say it like it's a new thing. Yeah, well, I sort of dipped my toe into another question, and you just threw it straight in there. But yeah, Sorry. no, I did. Yeah, um, yeah, no. I had really bad acne when I was a kid, um, when I was a teenager, and again, comedy and you know. That was me sort of defence mechanism. So like I say, I may have been I may have been slightly more mature, but I was always taking the piss, so you probably couldn't tell. Yeah. But that does, that must really affect your confidence, I imagine. Oh, it was it was awful. I mean, yeah, I was talking I was weirdly talking about it with someone the other day. I said, uh, the <laughs> the lockdown, right? The 18 months of lockdown and heavy pandemic <laughs> stuff and having acne were the two worst uh, worst times of my life mm. on paper. Lived me two worst times of my life. Yeah. And the acne was really, yeah. I remember once I had a, <laughs> I had a big red spot on the end of my nose, but it was a blind spot, so it was just, I looked like a clown. I looked like, it was just red, like just the edge of my nose was red. And my mum let us stay off school. Oh. Yeah, because was, I was just like, mum, I was like, what? And she was like, oh, look, you don't have to go in. So I didn't oh, have to go in until it died down. Oh, I love Mrs. So, Ramsey. So I, 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 put, I put toothpaste Ramsey. on it because it, the, the, it took the thing down. You put toothpaste on it and feel really angry. Toothpaste used to, well, I think it used to calm them down, I don't know. But I sat with toothpaste on it and played on my Aww. PlayStation all day, bless her. So that was nice. Little Anne. And your parents, what did your respective parents do? Um, so my mum, when I was younger, was a nurse. And my dad was, um, uh, he worked for the Prudential, who he kind of collected mortgages and things. Um, but then he, went, he left there and did his master's degree, so went back to university. He's very clever, your dad. He's, he's super clever, my dad. Um, but he never went to uni after school, he just got a job, so... Him and his mates are on it, sorry, just didn't remember how clever he is. Him and his mates are literally an unbeatable pub team. Yeah. Pub <laughs> the quiz fountain team. in South Shields, yeah. they win every week. So it's unbelievable. But what do they do now? My dad works for the NHS now. Yeah, your dad works for the NHS, And uh, yeah. my mum used to be a learning mentor, which she's retired now. And then your mum and dad? Yeah, uh, my mum and dad. My mum worked uh, NHS again, uh, child records. So when children had the immunisations, mm. she would run it all through the computers and stuff and do all that. And my dad uh, had quite a few jobs. I mean, he worked at the pit um, mm. and then the pit closed down. And then he was he was like, a, um, he's just, he can do basically anything. He can work with metal, he can work a with wood. Like it? a handyman. I think he was a shipwright, um, which... Uh, apparently, back in the day in the in the dockyards, a shipwright was, quote unquote, a joiner with his brains bashed out. So it was, <laughs> and not a skilled labourer. Um, 
but he could do a bit of welding, he could do a bit of this he's and that. He's really and talented at welding, isn't he? Oh, he, can, he makes people railings and gates, and he, make, he made us a, a table recently out mm. of a tree stump, and he made a bench. He's really good. And then he was a delivery driver for a bit, and then, uh, and then he was worked on his final job before he retired. He was basically that for uh, different government buildings. Like uh, yeah. job centres around the northeast, he would go and fix stuff and fix the doors and sort the fire alarms out and just stuff like that. And then he's uh, and then he retired. You both went on to be performers, obviously, but was that something that was evident in when you were growing up? Oh, let's move. Oh, hang on. Let's get out the way for Post, the car. The posty. Hello. Oh, I love that post woman. She's cool, isn't she? There's a couple of post women around here. Yeah. I think we've got like three post women. Is there? Yeah. Get in. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, when you were growing up, both of you, I can imagine you were always funny. That was always a, a shtick, really, for you. Uh, I th yeah, my parents here I was, didn't they? I think I was yeah. always a bit of a class clown. Um, and a bit, I was just a bit of a show off, really. I knew that I want, I, I just liked being on stage and I knew that I wanted to sing and dance and act and, um, and yeah, so it's, it's kind of worked out quite nicely for me from when I've been, because I've just been performing since I was a kid, really. But never, never too intensely. I didn't go to dancing or anything or, um, I went, went to little drama groups and then did it as a job when I turned 18 and, yeah. Chris, what about you then? Because you obviously became a comic and I think comics, stand-ups are interesting, aren't they? Because they're either, they're either those sort of quiet kids, that I'm calling it the sort of Rowan Atkinson type, who are yeah. really mm. funny on stage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they use the stage to channel yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. And then you get the ones who are funny in the room, the sort of Michael McIntyre's. Mm. Yes. Which were you? Uh, yeah, the, the, the latter. 100% uh, the latter. I remember when I first started stand-up thinking, oh, it's going to be a bit like a boys' club, everyone's going to be hilarious, mm -hmm. and oh, it'd be good to go for a pint with him, blah blah And I remember thinking, oh, no, actually, these are all really quite introverted, quite mm -hmm. interesting people. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I was, I was definitely the latter, definitely, you know, class clown. Like, even from a young age, it's really strange. I, I, I always find it quite hard to point at words, but... Whereas other kids, if maybe you all met up, you know, in the park on a Friday night or whatever, you know, some kids would be there to impress the girls, some kids would be there to be the best at football, some kids would be there to be the hardest one there and be tougher than everyone else. And my aim was always to make people laugh mm. before I knew it as a job. It was always, and when I think back, it was always if I made some people laugh, if I made a group of people laugh, even as a teenager, even as 12, 13, it was a real rush and it was a real tick like right this interaction went well because the laugh like tick do you know what I mean yeah. it's hard to put it into words but it, it was always a real life goal for me to make people laugh in the moment that's interesting is and that was that something you had or yeah I, yeah I didn't I never thought about comedy as, a, as such what? but it was definitely something <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I enjoyed doing I, lo I love doing comedy acting I remember being four years old and being picked to go around the school and sing everyone a song that my nana had taught us. And it was so weird, isn't it? So songs you all. So she was, what was, there was another thing at school that you did and you could just see Rosie just front of the class, hand up, straight away. What do you mean? What, there was another thing you did, I can't remember what it was, there was another thing you were picked to do at school that you've told us about in the past. That Is that not when, I, when we were on holiday? 
and I won a competition, <laughs> but the woman thought I was German all the way through <laughs> until I sang a, a hymn from school. Ah, uh, yeah. Colours of like day, colours of day. And she was She's like, just always oh my goodness, you're, you're English. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I never knew Rosie when she was little, little, like when she was, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I, all I would sum you up from what I've heard is <laughs> a little show off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Look at me, everyone. I imagine. But not in like it. But also middle a, child, which is weird. I was a middle child, yeah. That's why I did it. Yeah. yeah. I got no attention. I was ignored. <laughs> you had all, let's be honest, you had, you got to take up space. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. So I was always, it was like, um, it would always be if the family were around, I would have a bit. It would be a bit. It would be really? my dad. I'd be like, Chris, show me that thing you are doing. Yeah. And it would be like something daft or an impression of something I've seen on the telly. Or, do you know what I mean? Just... Yeah, just But your dad's weird. like that. Your dad's a showman. His dad does a Tommy Cooper impression oh, every New gosh. Year's Eve. He sits and like <laughs> looks up at it, doesn't he? Remember when we caught him reading the book? Oh yeah, of Tommy yeah. Cooper so and he's practicing he, his bits. He, he does it every. He does it every New Year at this God, party that my mum's friend has. Tommy <laughs> Cooper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so weird. And he, he's got the suitcase and that. He takes it all round. So we get to the. It's a New Year's party that my mum and dad's friend Michelle has. And he gets there early and stashes his Tommy Cooper stuff in an upstairs bedroom. <laughs> and then he'll go and do it halfway through the night. He does it every year, so it, they can't be surprised. Ah, but I think every year he tells them not this year. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm going to the toilet. And he comes out with all his keys. Honestly. Didn't he tell us? He was telling us the other day that he did it on a weekend away with his mates. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> he said it was a weekend away with his mates. And there'd been a comedian on. And he said to the comedian, can you leave your mic for us? Oh, the yeah, comedian, I forgot about the that. The comedian left his microphone for my dad. <laughs> and my dad got up. But they took, he took the mic stand, apparently. So oh, my dad had the no. microphone in his armpit. And he did the Tommy Cooper, apparently. I think he wanted to do I it. I think my dad's do. a frustrated performer, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if my dad was born... If we were one generation further on, and I was, you know, if I was my children and my dad was me, he'd be doing the same job now. Yeah. But I just think, growing up where he grew up in a, you know, working class mining village, yeah. it just, I want to be a comedian isn't a thing that happens. Yeah. 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 I'm going to pause things briefly here for some full disclosure. At this point in the walk, we found ourselves outside a pub. And when the Ramsey see a pub, you don't argue with them. So welcome to part two, sitting with the dog drinking in the Ramsey's local. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank us. you for coming up to us, by yeah, the way. Thank you. Oh, I'm so so I need to get to the bit where you two met mm-hmm. because you went to college mm-hmm. originally together. Mm-hmm. And what happened? You were aware of each other the first time? Yeah. We knew each other. You sat next to my boyfriend in, ma- in maths? Yes. No. Matt, Matt, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, first like, first year of college I sat, but I was we were aware of each other beforehand because obviously we knew each other from yeah. when we were about 14, yeah. 14 15. Um, but and I didn't really see much of them, but I always knew who you were, we always knew each other. Um, uh, and yeah, when I went to college, I did maths, don't know why, I lasted a year. Um, oh, and I sat next to Rosie's current uh, boyfriend at the time, who it was, and he was. Oh, when you said current, I know I was this like, is very modern relationship. Oh, they kept it going. He's still Yeah. You can't yeah, work she together. Lived in the cellar, which is one room, didn't show you. No, so he's uh, he was very clever, and I used to copy off him uh, in maths. <laughs> so yeah, and then I used to you see stole you. His then you stole his woman. I stole his woman. <laughs> After he'd, after they had broke up years years later, <laughs> do you used to see Rosie around though and think, "Wow, mm. she's hot." Yeah. So from when she was around me, me street when I was like fourteen, I remember it was like 
I always thought you were older than us, weirdly, because girls always oh, seem thanks. older, don't they? Well, girls always seem older, and you know, you weren't looking after yourself. Um, wow, <laughs> that hits a raw spot, actually, because my sister's like three years older than me, but everyone thinks I'm older than her. <laughs> so they've hit a raw nerve there. Something that's, and everyone thinks my mum's my sister, which is highly yeah. offensive. Well, yeah. anyway. Moisturise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to work near Falaraki, man. Aged as. No, so yeah, I was always aware. It was one of them weird things where we all orbited each other's friendship. I knew who, yeah, we were I always, always knew who you one were. person removed, less mm-hmm. less than one person removed really mm. from each other. And then, yeah, and then um, I was used to walk past you when I wasn't more in college. But you didn't stay in college for long, did you? You went, um, oh, no. you went to work at the gadget shop. I did. I, I left college. I worked like forty hours a week. I was full time, and I was only sixteen. <laughs> full time in the gadget full time shop. The ga- I loved it. I loved I loved earning my own money. Did you? Mm-hmm. And obviously the job was great because they had a lot of people who performed. So it was loads of uni students who were doing the, uh, yeah. like doing the singing and dancing and stuff. Because there was a massive element of performance. Well, for the, um, did I tell you about this when we had the interview? Right. You had to sing on karaoke, and you had to draw a picture of what you wanted to be in five years. It was a really odd yeah. for the interview. Gadget shop interview for the gadget shop. Yeah. Right, okay. It was just a really cool well, were, like, job to have. They were a really the cool company to work for. I've got the sense that you were both grafters, you know, you both had a work ethic. Was that something that you got from your parents? Was that something you had naturally? Where do you think that comes from? Well, I definitely got it from my parents. You know, you need to earn your own money, you need a job. This is, you know, it's a great value to have and we're trying to instill it in our kids as well. But I remember when I worked at... um, I worked at all sports, and I've talked about it in my stand-up. I used to get £2.75 an hour in all sports. That's what I used to get. Mm. Um, and I would do four hours a week, just on a Saturday, four-hour shift. Um, and by the end of the month, it was, I mean, it was, it was largely pointless. It was about 40 quid by the end of the month. Do you know what I mean? Maybe even less. Mm. And uh, I remember saying to my mum, well, I know, you're like, oh, my mates are going out on Saturdays and I'm missing out, you know, and she was like, well, you'll have no money then. I'm not giving you anything, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to keep your job. So I ended up getting more hours at All Sports. And I think that's sort of, that's all cracked on into what we do now because we're not, I mean, we are so busy and we are so, we just constantly mm-hmm. got other stuff on the go and things and, you know, we find it hard to say no to stuff because we're from this working class background of, well, you've got to work while you can, you've got to just do it. Well, because when we were younger, if you didn't work, I didn't get pocket money, and I had to pay board. When you, I had to pay thirty pound a week to my mum and dad from being. I think it was from sixteen. I paid board. How old were you? Yeah. How old were you when you paid board? Pardon? You didn't pay board. Nah. No, you didn't, did you? <gasps> didn't pay board. Wow. My mum was shocking. My, you would borrow fifty pence for the bus, and she'd write it on the calendar, and you'd love have to it. pay her it back. Absolutely love it. Uh, but I, I want to do that. I want to. I want to charge the lads rent to yeah. live in our house. Oh, Rape's only nine long. Never too young. Never too young. But I think it instills. It teaches you that you have to keep money aside out of your wage to pay for things. Rob Beckett, who's written a, a brilliant book, which mm. I know you've got as well, but he actually has this constant fear that it's going to disappear tomorrow a bit. Same. So does. So does Chris. Yeah, yeah. Every gig's my last gig. Always. Every gig's my last gig. Um, if, a, if, if a gig sells out and then my management go, we should put another date on in that venue because it's sold out, I'm like, no, no, like everyone who wanted to come is there. That was the specific amount of people. Mm-hmm. Set of, you know, 2,000 seats. There was only 2,000 people. There's no more, so it's pointless putting it on. Do you know what I mean? I've got this really strange... 
and it's only started to lessen a bit now that Rosie's on, <laughs> yeah, like now that me and Rosie are a team, it lessens a bit because I've got someone to lean on a little bit. Whereas when it was just me with stand up, it was always mm. this is the last two. This is with material as well. This is the last show I'll ever write. I'll not be able to write any more jokes after this. I've, I've done everything. I've done all my memories. I've done all my experiences. Mm. I'm not going to have any new opinions. But yeah, I'm, I'm constantly. I, 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 I hate. I hate going under. You know, and I'll tell you how much. But I hate going under a certain amount in my bank because it freaks us out. Mm. You know, and. Um, but yeah. it's because we're not from this kind of background. We're, we're in a similar position to Rob Beckett when he when he was talking about how he doesn't know what class he is. Mm. We grew up extremely working class, and now our children are not going to grow up working class because I think we probably are middle class now, where where we live. I think and on paper we're definitely still working class as people. I yeah, think. The but our kids aren't going to be working there. class. No, our kids already aren't middle class. It's weird that, isn't it? Mm. That you sort of graft and you work for all these things, and then. I suppose, are you very conscious, is what I'm saying, to make sure that those values that you had, that work ethic, that um, get a job, mm-hmm. have a purpose in life, mm-hmm. that you instill that in your kids? We're already trying to do it, aren't yeah. we? In, in ways of, um, we're very still very in touch with our you know, family and friends who, like my mum lives in a one bedroom flat, doesn't she? Yeah. So, you know, Robin and Rafe stay there all the time and they understand that we live in we live in a nice house in a nice area and you know not everybody has this life but we're trying I think when they get to an age when they I want them to have a part-time job 100% I, I want mm. them to glass collect in a pub or a paper round or something yeah. and I think it's, I just think it's important and I don't think I would like it if they didn't I don't know but we've got a good work ethic now we work really hard yeah, so well, hopefully I'm, they'll ex- see that trying to explain to Robin when I go away and stuff and I'm on tour and I'm saying look daddy needs to go away otherwise we can't you know we can't have a nice house you're not meant to do nice that things. now apparently why I, I heard it on a podcast you're not meant to do that oh, you're not meant to tell your kids that you work hard so you can buy things for them I don't know I well, think, I'm not guilting him. I'm just saying. No, well, no. I don't mean for him. I mean for me. No, I think I think personally, I think it's important because my mum and dad used to go to work and they'd say we're going to work to mm. keep a roof over your head. That's what it always was. My dad's one. Like, roof always, over your head. Always sticks in my head. This right. And my dad worked. At, uh, he was delivery for a factory that mm. made um, nuts and bolts. Mm. And he used to sit at the bottom of the stairs. I can still see it in my head now. I can shut my eyes. I can see him sitting there, and he used to put his boots on. His big work boots. And he used to say, uh, son, watch me putting these boots on. I never want you to have to put boots like this on. Oh. It was his thing. He never wanted me to put work boots on. That does make me cry because I just think, look at what you've achieved, what he must think, and just seeing how successful you are. I love that. I love stories like that. Yeah. I'm not slagging anyone off who puts work boots on. You've always got to, you know, I'm, I'm sure if my dad was you know, putting them on and running his own building firm, he would have a different opinion on it, but he was delivering and he didn't like his job and he just had this thing of like, I want you to wear a shirt or a suit or, you know, do whatever. I don't want to, I don't want you to wear work boots. And I, I do remember, and honestly, it's a really, really vivid memory that I've got. We need to get on to when you met properly. Yeah. I mean, you'd met, but we need to talk about when the romance started. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> who wants to? Rosie? Oh, you want me to do it, ah, do you? I've done a lot of talking, come on. So. <laughs> Be nice. Um, so, we, no, we, we met when, what happened we, the first time? You'd been at Dean's wedding. I'd been at my cousin's wedding. We went to South Shields clubbing. And Chris was there. You'd just done the customs house theatre. Mm-hmm. No, was, was that a different, different time? Night. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Just, I was just randomly You were there. just there. 
and then you were with a friend, a mutual friend of ours, and then we went back to his house. His mum and dad's house. His mum and dad's house, and we had a, a smooch in his garage. In his garage on a rolled up carpet. <laughs> and then, and then the next time was a similar story. Same nightclub. Same nightclub. I was putting my coat on. It was about two o'clock in the morning, and Chris came out of nowhere, and he went, "Where are you going?" And I went, "I'm going home." And he went, "Can I come?" And I said, "Yeah." The hit rate for that kind of approach <laughs> is uh, frighteningly low. I was. I she was, was the tenth woman I'd said that to. Oh, that don't night. you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! That's I'm horrible. I'm joking. I am joking. That's sad. <laughs> You were obsessed with us from the kiss in the garage. It was every time I walked past you. So I kept going to the toilet a lot that night and I was walking past you. And every time I walked past you, I saw you and I gave you a little smile. And then I was, I was like, I'll go and talk to you in a second. And I kept getting talking to people. And, I, and then I saw you getting your coat on and I panicked and I like ran over. So yeah. And then from then, we dated a couple of times. Yeah. And then we got engaged six months later. Yeah. I know. But it just felt right, didn't it? It was just, we, well, we knew each other from when we were younger. So, you know, when you kind yeah. of can take away that whole, who are you? Where have you, do you know what I mean? We knew about each other. We're from the same town. And it was the first time I'd ever gone out with somebody who did a similar job to me. So, and you were doing stand-up, Chris. Yeah. And do you think that gave you, in a way... Because doing stand-up, I know you you were sort of starting out more, so you weren't enjoying the level of success that you know you've achieved now. But do you think doing stand-up and knowing you're good at it and stuff gives you the confidence? Did you feel more confident in a way that approaching Rosie and then King? Because it's quite a cool. I think what you came out with. I know we laughed at it, but saying well, you it can't. It is quite. It is quite like what forward, is it? isn't it? Yeah. What is it you said again? You said. Uh, are you, where are you going? I'm going home. Can I come? Yeah. I think that's quite a confident man. And, I, and I'm saying that me, the you that you described earlier, who was a bit shy and, you know, you were struggling with that and all that. Do you, did comedy help you is what I'm saying? Yeah, big time. Yeah. If I'd... What were you going to say? No, I was just going to... I don't think you are the same guy that you were then, though, now. No, no, I definitely think people not. Got, so when Chris was... When he was younger in the big comedy world, like mm. t- when he first started doing television, I, th- I think it was a bit of a bravado that he put on. Yeah. And I don't think that's you. No, I think I've, I've I don't chilled mean that out in a horrible lot more way. now. No, no, I've definitely chilled out a lot more now. Um, but yeah, um, being, you know, mid 20s, early 20s and doing stand up and, you know, going to your local nightclub and getting a VIP area because you've been on the telly. You know, of course, that is the kind of person you would walk over to a girl and go, yeah. I'm coming home with you, you know. And, Fell uh, for a hook line singer. <laughs> well, when they're desperate. It works. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was on the rebound. I'd only just split up. Yeah, Great. I was well on the rebound. Great. Great. <laughs> log, that, log that in audio forever. Um, <laughs> it worked out in the end, but I was well on the rebound, Chris. So, yeah, um, yeah, not, not, not hugely confident in, in earlier life. Um, and then you know, stand up and being on telly and stuff get, gives you a lot of confidence, mm. especially for you know stuff like that in your hometown and you know people want phones mm. with you on nights out. You think you're great, um, but then, yeah, um, I think I've just mellowed out a bit now. I think mm-hmm. I just I know I know who I am yeah. a lot more now. I don't think I knew who I was back then. I know I know exactly who I, don't I am. Don't think anybody now. does. Yeah. I think it's it's like when you know when you watch programs like Love Island and things like that, and they're so young, mm. and then. I always just think, gosh, if I'd have been that age and on the telly, I would have been awful. Yeah. It, it's terrifying, it's, isn't it? I would have been horrific. Yeah. I'd still be going 20-year-old, on the TV, on one of them programmes, I'd have been terrible. I, yeah. You know. 
So I used to, I remember it's when Geordie Shaw first came out, I used mm. to do stand-up routines slagging off Geordie Shaw and stuff, and I went in really hard on it. And now, you know, as an older person looking back mm. on it now, I just think, God, if you'd put 19-year-old me on telly, there'd have been yeah. stand-ups hating me as well. Because, yeah. like, you know, these they, these poor people, they, they just, they lay their lives bare, and they're kids, and they don't know, you know, they don't know who they are. Mm. And yeah, you you've hit the nail on the head, Rosie. The, the Love Island and that. Mm. But I've I've always said it. Whenever you know, when people used to say about, I was talking about this the other day with you, Rosie. When yeah. people used to say about like Justin Bieber, when he was like two hours late to go on stage, mm. or he's done this and he's done that. I'm like, the fact that he hasn't murdered millions of people <laughs> is a testimony to how much he's been able to handle being the most famous wow. person on earth since he was nine. Like, come on, man. The fact that he hasn't gone on a killing spree, he's done all right. He has. Oh, bless him. It must be really, must be really crazy. Cool. I mean, he was yeah. his most famous kid. He was yeah. 12. Baby, baby, Was he 12? Baby. No, he wasn't 12. I'm telling you, he was, was 12, he? 13, 14 when he got massive. Either way, all I'm saying is, you know, these, you know, I, I, I'm glad I didn't do anything too stupid when I was yeah. a young comic. <laughs> Are you glad it's happened, like, the more fame thing is now? I am. Yeah, personally. I'm glad we're bigger now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm more. I'm sure you are. I've seen your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad I'm more, you know. That's all right, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the, the bigger stuff, the arenas and stuff and the podcast things and the books and all that's happening now because mm-hmm. I feel like we've got more to see as well. Because this is who we are. I think we are now who we are going to be for life. We're parents. Yeah. Mm. You can, we can't really change much, can we? Oh, I mean, we could. Let's, let's go <laughs> mental. <laughs> let's. We always talk about when the kids are older, don't we? We're gonna just gonna go crazy. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, the kids are teenagers. Re- another thing I've stopped doing because obviously I thought stand-up was gonna end. I always mm. think it's gonna end every day. Um, I used to look at people like um, Ricky Gervais, mm. who got into it later. Yeah. And going, and me and me early twenties going, how am I going to keep this up for twenty years? Like, oh my god! And like, I've got all these bloody guys who got massive late in life. How lucky are they? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because you go, yeah, you're, you're John Bishops and that already got grown up kids, and then he becomes absolutely huge, and you go, oh, that was. But I'm, I'm, I'm very happy where we are now. Is my point. I was, I just, I was, I just used to look at other people in panic. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And you, it's interesting how things work for you as well because you were hugely successful as a, as a stand-up and you were pleased I presume with how your career was going yeah and then you were really busy you had Robin when did you have Robin so he's nearly six yeah so 2015 he was born so I presume you're quite hands-on with motherhood at that I left point. my job didn't I yeah I went back to work for five months and I was doing the, the drive time show on Capital. Yeah. And it just didn't work. I, I didn't put him to bed. And I guess I was just kind of first time mother, um, wanted to be there for everything. And Chris, you said, don't work. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, worst thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. Full time mother. Did not like it. being a full time mother. No, it's, it, I'm really glad that I got to spend that time with him, but. It is hard. It's mm, really hard. Mm. Really, really hard. You kind of lose who you are, in a way. Mm. Well, didn't you say this morning, this was really weird that this happened today, huh? this morning I was sitting with Rafe mm-hmm. on my knee, our little nine-month-old, and you came in the room, you came downstairs, I let you have a lie in. Oh, yeah. Rosie came down and he, 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 he whinged, he wanted to be on Rosie's yeah. knee. I was like, what's the matter with him? He's a bit fractured. I went, I think he wants you. Yeah. And Robin never did that because you had Robin never. non-stop, but yeah. she's been working with Rafe, he so he wants his mommy. never 
was lush. And, and everybody else's kids used to cry for them, and, and Robin never did because he was with me all the time because I didn't yeah. go to work or anything. But um, I, and I missed working. I've yeah. worked my whole life, and just yeah. not to just stop working and to be have nowhere to go, no adult interaction. It was really hard. And we're so lucky with childcare and things like that, aren't yeah. we? Our parents are the only people who have Rafe and Robin when we're not there. Um, hence why we stayed up north as well. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. It's just a lot easier. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, being a mum's bloody brilliant. And you, Chris, you did... I remember seeing you on Strictly <laughs> in oh, 2019. Yeah. You were brilliant on Strictly. Yeah, great, weren't you? Yeah. You were brilliant. Oh, you were well, good. I didn't feel it, but yeah, it was uh, it was difficult. Was it? <laughs> it's very intense. Great fun, great fun, but very intense. The training. Them they never let on dancers, how. They never let on. They how never. Hard it they is. don't let on. It's the hard. If the producers, right? Uh-huh. Here's a scoop for you. If the producers told <laughs> all of the you celebs, first, guys. if the producers told all the celebs realistically what level of training was involved, yeah. no one would be doing Nobody. that show. It would be Olympians, ex-professional footballers, and boxers, <laughs> and that would be it. And that fella from the SAS. Everyone keeps saying to me all the time, "Would you do it?" And I'm like, "Yes, I would." But at the same time, I saw Chris do it, and it's bloody hard work. Unbelievable. So I'm them, kind of them like, pros, oh, them, I mean, don't know. the team behind the show are incredible. The whole thing's amazing. But them professional dancers, mm. they get a lot of recognition, and I still don't think it's enough. The I don't think they get enough. They are machines. They're like it's like Royal Marine training. I've never known anything like it. Mm. They're animals. At one point with Karen, Karen who I was dancing with, one day a toenail just came off, and she went. <laughs> My toenail came off, and I went. Oh, we're going to the hospital. She went no, and she continued Karen, dancing. Karen's hard as nails. She's. I, 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 I would have. I would have never left the house. I, I had, I'd have been in a wheelchair for the you rest of the but week. But Karen, remember when she used to eat raw garlic? She's nails. I love Karen. By She's way. hard She's as anything. Class. She's brilliant. Um, but also that. Well, at least you that. know nothing funny is going on if she's eating raw garlic. Yeah, she's <laughs> eating raw garlic for training. Did she probably you keep, like the, keep the male celebs away? <laughs> that's her way of. That's her sign to you. But I do find that interesting because I know a lot of people say to you, "Oh, were you worried?" And yeah. you know, and it's like it's weird because I think anyone that would ask you that don't get you to. It's well, it's, it's like people who've got partners who work in offices. Do you do you worry every day <laughs> that they're going to cheat on you with such and such at the photocopier? Like you know, yeah, it's it's, it's right. a job. One of your husbands is a gynecologist or something. I know. I know. <laughs> that, I mean, I mean, seen well, a yeah. nice vagina. I mean, today. I've got, it's a bit of a clinical <laughs> environment. I mean, you can at least put some candles on. <laughs> <laughs> So, 2019, you do Strictly, and that's a big year for you because also you two decide to do a podcast. Yeah. Am I right? That's when yes, Shag that was the yeah. same time, was it? I did my own show for uh, Comedy Central, the Chris Ramsey show, um, and they wanted me to do Facebook Lives because Facebook Live was the thing at the time. It was, um, wasn't it? Yeah. And they were like, you need to do a Facebook Live every night before the show to, 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 to promote it. So I'll be sitting there talking utter crap to the camera on my own. And then Rosie basically started heckling us from the side. You know, basically just heckling us and joining in on one of them. First one she heckled and joined in. Uh, loads of people were saying, oh, your wife was so funny last night. Uh, so then, yeah, so then next one I was like, hey, it's us here. It's obviously Chris Ramsey shows on, but Rosie's here with us, chatting about where we can stuff. And we did it every one. And then we, we thought, 
how do you turn Facebook Lives into a Because we've got thing? loads of views, didn't we? we got a One of them got a million, million views. views. Yeah. On a Facebook Live. Out of nowhere. And, we and I only had 100,000 like, 100, fans or something on my yeah. Facebook page at the time. And we we talked about a YouTube channel mm. or different and then Rosie came out of nowhere because she was listening to the true crime and stuff and Rosie said mm. podcast and famously I said stupid idea <laughs> what's the point <laughs> this face wasting this <laughs> I mean you maybe Rosie but this wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you two talking incredibly honestly mm. just about your relationship and actually relationships in general and it was a huge success immediately, wasn't it? You, did you know you had something sort of special on your hands with no, the podcast? We, we really didn't. We still don't think it's special. We still think it's a fluke. It's the same as the thing before. We're still yeah. waiting for the week when everyone goes, ah, and everyone simultaneously turns off. It's really weird. We don't know, do we? Well, because it, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing because I've always done, I've always sang other people's songs and I've always acted a, a script mm. and we sit down and do the podcast. It's just, this is our marriage. And there's this a couple of notes us. written down. It's mainly off the cuff. It's yeah. Yeah. And then it's turned into, into something bigger than we thought it would, which is great. Don't get me wrong; it's absolutely great. But it, it comes too easily. That's I think what's scary about it. Yeah. It comes really easily. We we set a little bit of time in our day. We're sometimes in our pajamas. It's sometimes at night we're having a drink. <coughs> we sometimes haven't brushed our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it, and it's just us chatting, and, and people seem to enjoy it. And we, when we did Wembley the other week. We sit on the sofa in Wembley. There's eleven thousand people in the room. It's still mental. I don't yeah. get sunk in. For and me, we probably, sat on the sofa, and it was ch- the, we're just chatting. Like we said, we've come to the conclusion that we've got something missing in my brain. Mm. There's something missing that we sat on that sofa and chatted like there was no one there. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, we weren't chatting like this and making the mm. chat a performance. We were chatting the way we're chatting now, uh, and, and there was eleven thousand people in the room, and, it, and we came off, and we were like. I went, I went, did you feel like we were on stage in Wembley then? She was like, no. She no. was like, I felt we were just sitting on a sofa talking. And it's, I mean, it's bloody psychotic. <laughs> no, there is something. I think we've got some sort of chemical imbalance in our yeah. brains where we can do that. I went to see you at the Palladium. And what really struck me about it is just, it was, your relationship was so genuine and it was funny. But it just felt like a really lovely sort of warm, joyful thing to be a part of, you know. I'm so glad. That's that's what we wanted it to do. That's what we wanted, isn't it? Yeah. It it feels like that when we're on stage. It feels just, it's so nice to have an audience there because we normally do the podcast and there's no reaction at all. Yeah. But we've we've learnt that we've got some amazing fans and they they all bought tickets and come to see us and now we've met them. Yeah. And it's, it's Great, People go wild. I mean, yeah. they scree- it's like a One Direction gig or something. <laughs> well, in all honesty, it right? I've got a bit of a bone to pick with my fans, my stand-up fans after this. Because when the lights go oh, down... Yeah, and it's sad, nobody cheers. At a Shad Marinoid gig, when the lights go down, <laughs> they take the roof off. <laughs> the lights go down at my gig, you can hear people clearing their throat. <laughs> yeah, chairs moving and that, and papers rustling. Silence. It's horrible. What is that, then? It's that stand-up thing, in it, of all. Even if you've bought mm. tickets to a stand-up, you're still part of your brain things is you're going to be yeah. crap. And I don't know why. It's that thing that comes with it. I don't know. It's almost like they're going into a football match not knowing how the team's going to perform. It's like, guys, I know what I'm doing. I'm, honestly, laugh. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. It'll be fine. You're still performing regularly. You're still a hugely successful comic and you're doing 
simultaneously you're doing this tour with you're doing the Shag Mariner with yeah. Rosie and then you're also doing your stand up. Yeah. But I think some people who are already successful and then to have your partner, it's um I think that's that says a lot about you and your relationship together. Yeah. Well, the main thing I was worried about, um, with we call it uh, letting you in, don't letting we? Letting you in. Letting yeah. you in. She'll say now and then she'll say thanks we, for letting we've us in. We've talked about this a lot. We've talked about it a lot. So she'll say thank you for letting me in. And I always wanted to let Rosie in, but my worry was always that, because um, people can be horrible, we know people can be horrible, and I've, you know, over the years developed very thick skin for, you know, not just sort of trolls, but heckles in real life, and reviews, mm. and knockbacks, and, you know, part of us does forget that Rosie did so much uh, yeah. sort of performing and stuff mm. on her own right, but, you know, your trolls and your people being horrible, and I was really worried, and, you know, finally let her in and it turns out you know most most people prefer her to me now um but what's really lovely is i get every, i'm gonna sound really sorry here everyone else gets to see what i see now oh, I don't, oh, so don't everyone know. gets to have do you know what i mean like that's now it's like oh this really funny cool hilarious person who i live with who's brilliant who's my favorite person in the world give or take um, See, I knew we'd ruin I've it. I've got to. I can't, do, I, can't finish, I can't finish. I can't finish a full sincere sentence. I can't finish a full sincere sentence. Um They now all get to see. Oh look, this is. All, I'm like, oh, you know, there's no longer is this secret that I'm keeping in the house. Look, you get to see this person. <laughs> oh, he's scratching us because I've stopped stroking him. I say, you I'm now, right. you now all, yeah, you now all get to see what I see, which is basically the crack, and it's, um, yeah, it's brilliant and. So there, was a review, there was a review for the live podcast show, which must have been by someone who was expecting a stand-up show, um, and they said that um, it was me basically being, instead of being a stand-up, I was being Rosie's hype man um, for the night. But I will always be Rosie's hype man. That's I said to her, I said, I'm always your hype man, I'll be your hype man on the day I die. I think the thing that, weirdly, which when we started a relationship together, I wouldn't have imagined this happening in a million years, I'm really glad it has, mm-hmm. but I'm really grateful to Chris for letting, for, yeah, you're right, a lot of people, not even mm. men or women, might not mm. have, have not liked anybody else to be in the spotlight with them, but Chris has fully, fully let me in and, I'd, and he's really supportive of everything that I do and everything that I want to do because I would love going forward a career. I've always wanted a career in entertainment um, business. No, to shut up. Not, not support of everything. Um, once famously, Rosie wanted to um, <laughs> sew buttons onto uh, white pumps. Oh um, and she bought loads of buttons and she bought loads of white pumps from Primark. I knew um, you were going to mention this. Uh, it, was one of the, it was one of the worst business ideas I've ever seen. I'm so an entrepreneur. It's just a fucking idiot is what she is. Um, she bought loads of multicoloured buttons and loads of sewing stuff and some I pumps. I wanted a business um, And then, yeah, and then, I think I've talked about it in our podcast, but she then, she couldn't be asked to sew them all on because she realised how long it took to sew them on. So she then bought a glue gun and glued them on. But the problem was, the minute you took a step and your shoe folded, the buttons flew off like shrapnel. Um, I, well, I did them for a was, wedding, didn't I? And they were all off by the end of the night. Absolutely one of the stupidest things ever. It was like, you know, on Friends when uh, Ross's dad tries to sell ice on the internet. It was up there with that. <laughs> it sounds like, you sound like a set of Team Ignite in The Apprentice. <laughs> you know, something like that really fuck up the toss. It's bad, yeah. So we've got these button yeah. shoes. We're going to put them on shoes and uh, it's going to send. It's going to oh make millions. Oh. But you two obviously... You're driven, aren't you? You're both very driven. 
I think we've got creative brains. And we're very aware of the opportunity we've got. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to rest on it. We're not going to sit back and, you know, we've got an incredible opportunity here that, like, our parents would never have dreamed of having the kind of opportunities that we've got at the moment for, mm. you know, for to make our families' lives better and stuff and I, do um, these things that we love. Yeah. We like to look after our family as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is part of our drive, I think. Yeah, everyone gets looked after. Does that make you happy, like, being massively. able to... That Absolutely. must be lovely to say, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, Mum, I've got it. I would... I would Cars, cars and teeth seem to be the main thing we buy people, <laughs> which is really weird. Cars, vans and teeth. I've bought two vans, a couple of teeth. He bought my brother a van. We bought my brother a van, then we bought your dad, dad a, a work van, and then we paid for my sister's car. teeth to get done. And bought my dad a tooth. <laughs> you bought your dad a dad's fake tooth. Oh, we got my. So we got your mum, we, we've got our pet. Chris's mum and dad, and my mum and dad have all had a car. Yeah. Who else? Well, no, but it's good. It's I would rather. Post. I would rather. <laughs> Honestly, every time I hear a, every time I hear a family member go to the dentist, I just think of the tax bill. <laughs> and are you thinking oh, I've still got my old teeth? No, do you know, that's the thing, mighty though. Shit, you both got lovely teeth. Just said I'm the one go, who goes on telly and my sister and my mama got teeth. Thank you. Here's me on this morning oh, with me Arvel teeth. Well, that's interesting because mm. presumably. Uh, there has been talked about that it's going to move on to TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't really comment, possibly. We did a pilot. We did a pilot. You did a pilot. Yeah, it was and very fun. Is it's that... It, were you, is it interesting, though, that you have been doing a podcast together and was there a part of you thinking, well, I hope this works for TV? Because, it's a, you know, there's a different... Even though you're both experienced performers, it's a different energy, isn't it? TV's so different. Yeah. TV's something I've ne- I haven't got experience in. I, I've done a couple of little things... Chris has obviously done a lot more than me, but TV is so different from live and radio. Um, yeah. It's a bit, it's daunting. It's, 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 it's yeah. a scary world, TV. Because mm-hmm. live is, is you, I, I don't know why. Like, you'd think live would be more daunting than TV, but to TV scares me a little bit. But after we've done the, sh- now that we've done the tour together, and we know how well we work together and the podcast together, obviously, I, I hope that TV happens and I'm mm. I'm going to embrace it I think and it'll be yeah. really good fun I think you're both yes people and yeah. I think when you embrace opportunity it creates more opportunity it's like yes begets yes begets yes it comes you back know. to you yeah. we always say that you know when we're buying dental work and vehicles for family members we always say it comes back to you don't even because <laughs> we, we've always we talk about this so much because we we're not very lavish people we don't have you know, handbags and sports, I'm cars, and sports and cars and things like that. I would rather... I can't enjoy our success mm. if my brother or sister is struggling. Mm. Or my... I can't... I, I could not sit and buy this lavish handbag if my brother or sister can't pay their bills that month. Mm. Or my... Fa- anyone in my family, so... Um, I'd be all right with it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> You're such a dick. Because don't even... <laughs> No. Um, I love this. I'm, Take I'm, that tone because you're the first one. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. But that's that's our life currently, and I, I can't live this lovely life that we're making for ourselves if people who I love aren't, you know, because we are we're not we're not ashamed of it. We're from very working class backgrounds, and you know, yeah. people who we love and adore don't have luxuries. 
mm. and I, I would like to make sure that everyone who we really love is okay mm. and that's more important to me than anything else it's interesting though isn't it because as you said when I was asking you earlier I know you said Chris I said oh what did it what does it feel like you say to me there is never a point when you think we've made it this is amazing there was a phrase I always used to use when I was first starting stand-up, which is uh, even when people are going, oh, you know, like, any level you get to, people go, oh, you know, you're headlining the such and such on weekends now, you know, you <laughs> you know, the, the thing in, in whatever current pool of, of colleagues you happen to be in, there's a top, you know what I mean? There's a glass ceiling, there's multiple glass ceilings throughout. And I remember always used to be saying, like, I, I, I'm, I always, I'm always too busy climbing to enjoy the view. Mm. And I, I, we've almost kept that going weirdly unconsciously through what we do as well because I just feel like would it feel arrogant? It would probably feel a bit arrogant to turn around and go hey look at us we've made it mm. you know what I mean whenever you mm. hear someone whenever you hear someone refer to themselves, I mean it's, it's the way you, if I tell stories and I'm on stage I'm doing stand-up I've got to refer to something about doing Strictly I've got a big routine about Strictly in me in me show and I still every night get a real gut-wrenching strange feeling when I have to go so you know I did Strictly I'm going to talk mm. about that now I want to go what because you know I'm still I'm still that working class guy I'm still it's, there's no there's no point do I want to be like look what we are look how we've made because you know there's still A loads of different ways it can go mm. and B it can still go wrong <laughs> we talk about it going wrong all the time don't we yeah but not wrong we just say if this all went tomorrow we'd still have each other, we'd still have our kids and we'd still have a lovely life and mm. you've got to be really aware of that. Yeah. It's, it's a, because We've always got the button shoes. But it's always... <laughs> <laughs> always got the button shoes. It's always a good fallback. There's a Labrador. What do you think? Oh, that's but the look kind... At, I know, look. Raymond's jealous. <laughs> oh, you see... I'd, oh, is it oh, a retriever? <gasps> is that a golden retriever? She is, yes. <gasps> She's gorgeous. No, she's absolutely stunning. We were just saying this is our favourite kind of dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll, um, sure she'll come and. What's her name? Maple. Maple. Oh, she looks like Maple. Oh, Maple. Hello, darling. She's our second one. The first one was Coffee. I love Raymond, but I think I do love. <laughs> I've got a dog here. You wouldn't know it because he. We've got one around yeah. here as well. Oh, we know, is it? We. Oh, we. I see. Look, I've took them in. Oh, oh, Emily, I feel like you're just going to live with us now. I'd love yeah. that. Feel like I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> I've hit my room. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm moving in. I would genuinely move in with you. Probably. Why don't you just make yeah, it like a I half, will. like, you know, when you can spend half the time in London and half the time up here? Sorry, do you know I'm sitting stroking throughout this entire interview? I've been sitting just with me nails. I'm just giving Raymond a little brush from his head down to his back, and when I stop, he scratches me leg. He doesn't. Yeah. To do it again. Yeah. Watch. Do you know what? I've really trained him to be needy. <laughs> no, you've trained him really well. He's a really well-behaved dog. Yeah. I want him He's to great. be needy. I want him to be dependent on me. No, that's good. Yeah. So I he want... never leaves. That's like my children. I'm like my children. I want my kids to be obsessed with this. Our give a kids shit. dare try and move to New Zealand or any of that shit. I know. I will hit them. No, roof. I'm not having it. I'll say, well, yeah, you move to New Zealand, but you're out the will. <laughs> Simple as that. 
I, you know, I these families. Move around the world. I never understand it when families. I used to have this with my sister when she said, "You know those weird siblings then that they'll see each other once at Christmas." Mm. Still doing it. Are you close to your siblings? Massively, Gracie? massively. Um, yeah, you, we're nothing alike. Nothing alike. Me and my sister couldn't be less alike, but I love her. She's the most important person in my life. My, she's. She's <coughs> sitting right here. No, I mean, L- I mean, I mean, family-wise. Her, my mum. I'm so lucky. I'm so so lucky, and she's um, she's my, she's like your best friend. That you know, and she's my sister and my brother. My, I'm so lucky. My brother's gorgeous as well. We've never ever fallen out. We're not. My mum. My mum and dad would never let us fall out. Yeah. That's one yeah, thing. The city's in a room together, wouldn't it? Yeah, these. I think it's really sad when siblings fall out. Mm. I can understand why, because I know I know they can be very different. But my mum and dad would literally get us all together and be like, "This isn't happening. You are not falling out with your sibling. You'll make up right now." And yeah, but I just think we've got a nice a uh, 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 love for each other because when you grow, we, you're seeing it now with Robin and Rafe, yeah. because you never had a sibling. So yeah. I said to Chris, I was like, I can't wait for you to see Robin and Rafe together because they look, Robin loves Rafe so much and Rafe loves Robin They're so, so much. Obsessed. And there's a big, there's like five year age gap, but they just love each other. Like Robin speaks to Rafe before he speaks to us in the morning. Oh yeah, in the morning. Doesn't I, he? I, literally just this morning, the kitchen door opened and I had mm. Rafe over on his little Mac playing. Robin walked in and just went, Rafe, I was like, morning son, he went, Rafe, and he just ran past us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. lush, it's just lush. That's so and now, now Chris is seeing what I've had. It's that language, that unspoken I'm language. I'm really sorry, I'm getting sad. Why? I'm really sorry. No, I know that Go you on. lost your sister. Oh, no, no, oh, uh, no, 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 I'm getting sad. My, a really good friend of mine lost her sister. And I remember when her sister passed away that I went round and took flowers. And I was like, I'm so sorry because I couldn't imagine losing my sister. Oh, I'm getting really sad, I'm so sorry. Um, and I remember when, when her sister passed away that I, I just, I couldn't imagine, and, and it, what's really nice is that my fr- it's Natalie, my friend, she won't mind me saying I don't think, she's always been so, whenever I put something on with me and my sister, she's all, like on Instagram or whatever, she's always commented in, just in a really lovely way. Oh, I'm so sorry, I don't, I'm, so, I'm, I'm an emotional bloody wreck. I person. cried at uh, Chris's <laughs> father's boots. What do you mean? <laughs> trying to avoid it. I caught up with both in case I start so crying sorry. as well. I've never, felt, I've never felt like such a third wheel in my life. God, what's happening to me? Can I tell you something? Raymond's yeah. crying. makes you feel better. Yeah. I'd rather have that relationship for the, the relatively, you know, half a life yeah. than a whole life of... Of not having that. A shit sister. I totally agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I do think, and actually I, I really like... It's so sweet. You're such a compassionate, kind person. Oh, I, am, I am a bit of a... Does Rosie cry yeah. at things? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. <laughs> I cry all the time. Does Chris cry? I'm a cry. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, bo- cry. we're both. I think we're both. Is it empaths? Is that the word? Yeah. You cry a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does Chris cry at? Oh, God. Oh, and, oh the kids. You cry all the time oh, about the kids. Whereas I'm, I'm weirdly really strong about the boys. I'm mm. really quite like, no, everything's mm. fine. You cry when anything... Not that anything bad happens, but anything that might be slightly bad happens, you always think, think of the worst something. scenario. Yeah, so we watched um, Time, 
Is it Time with Sean Bean? Yeah. I would only oh. watch the first two episodes because I, I, I lay in bed thinking, <laughs> what if my children go to prison? Not him. Not him. Not me. The kids. What if my kids go to prison? <laughs> Crying my eyes out, lying in bed. I, could, I didn't sleep. <laughs> No word of a lie, I kept the final episode on the skybox for three weeks. <laughs> it's so true. I kept it on for three weeks and I kept going to Rosie's, all right, is the final episode all right? She went, yeah, it's better than the other two. It's like, you know, it, it's not as bad. And I was like, are you sure? Do you promise? About three weeks later, oh, I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get really, I, I catastrophize and I take a thing and I go, because I've thought of that thing, that thing's going to happen unless I worry about the thing to stop it happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So if I'm watching it and the idea pops in my head that the kids will go to prison when they're older, and if I go, if I go, nah, they'll not. If I go, do you know what I mean? If I go, nah, they'll not, and I dismiss it, the will, I feel definitely. like the will. But I feel like if I, if I sort of, you're atone, laughing. This is my me, life. Me, yeah, me atonement for that to not happen is to sit and mourn about it happening, and then it won't happen. So does Rosie? sort of um she calms you down essentially does she say it's all right chris we're going to get the flight the kids should. aren't going to go to prison she shouts at us but yeah she should <laughs> calm us down i think she just tells us to shut up um, but and either way we it are works. very different brains in that in that way yeah chris catastrophizes and overthinks everything whereas i um, i don't i don't do it i'm quite level-headed i yeah. think yeah you're a lot um more laid back a lot more laid back mm-hmm. annoyingly so sometimes Mm-hmm. How does how does your anger manifest itself? I get quite by PMT, but that's that's kind of the only time that I'm bad, really. Mm. I'm not an angry person. It's only it's only PMT. Yeah. I was a joy when I was pregnant. <laughs> what about Chris? What's he? So if Chris is pissed off with you, we, you're not a very you're not a, he's not an angry guy. Mm. He's not I'm that not kind of guy. He's not a shout and lose your temper. We don't we don't argue much. Not really. Like, now and then. And we kind of can tell that the other ones irritate. I can tell when you when I can tell space. when you're naffed off and when because you, you do lose your temper, but it's very rare. Yeah. It's very rare, and yeah. I think that's a good thing because he kind of makes me less. You know. Do you think that's because you share stuff and you always lance boils as it were as you go? Yes. Yeah. So what happens is that perhaps things get less toxic that way yeah. because you're constantly dealing I with t- them. Do you think absolutely. We always absolutely. We, we always we get emails from people for the podcast and they go like, "My husband's done this for ten years and I can't bear it." And you go, "Ten years? What?" Yeah. Like it's I was as, How have you never within told a couple them? of seconds. Yeah. I ate a, I ate an apple with a knife the other day <laughs> trying it out for one time and Rosie turned around and said, "You're eating the apples like a pirate. You need to stop it." And she immediately, I, I, I immediately, and I, do you know what? I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. Oh, oh he looked like a right pillock. He stood at the bench, like doing, like peeling it off, like a bloody pirate. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, but you know what? You, like, like you can't pirate. use a knife. You can't. You you so, cannot Rosie, get a knife and do. Rosie, you're going to cut yourself. I'll tell you what. It thought was, he was you know well odd. It was you know, It came off really. Good. It was a really fun way to eat the apple. I really enjoyed it, and it doesn't dirty your plate or a chopping board. It's 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 you a look really like good you look like you were like nipple in the bud, and I thought I can't do that. Oh, this just going to be hell on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want. You, we've cried already, so I don't want to talk again. But I wanted to say something which you don't have to talk about. But I just thought it was brilliant that you were open about the experiences you'd gone through with your miscarriage because mm. I think the reason I thought, I don't know, I was quite moved by it just because it's quite unusual for men to talk about that. I can imagine men would find it difficult to open up about that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's such a shame Yeah. because it, we went through the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we already had a child who we loved dearly. We thought we were having another child, both of us, 
Yeah. And mm. then we found out we weren't, and it was it was it was bloody sad, wasn't it? Really sad. Really, the weirdest, weirdest, sad. When a family member dies, or when someone's in an accident, or, or something, mm. it's 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 more tangible for everyone else. Yeah. But losing a, a pregnancy before there's even been a photo of the scan, you know, twelve weeks or whatever it was, other people can't really get ahead. You really do experience it alone. You really experience it mm. alone because it's not like, oh, I knew them, or do you know what I mean? Or oh, you know, mm. it, it, it's really weird. Do you know what it is? In the, even in those short weeks, so we lost, we found out at, tw- at the twelve week sta- at the twelve week scans, so we had like a mis- miscarriage, mm. and from I think we found out when I was four weeks pregnant. So you're, you're talking pregnant, yeah. eight weeks, and because it's eight your weeks of knowing, yeah, yeah, we, you, eight weeks is a long time to think up a person. Mm. We really, yeah. you really think up that what what will they be? Oh, will they be a boy or a girl? Mm. Oh, what was she? And you really do think up this little person in your brain. And because we were already parents, and it, it doesn't matter if you're already parents or you're not. You you love your child. You you want a child. You love them unconditionally. It's it's really intense. And then when we got to to the scan, obviously there was no baby there. They'd passed away a little bit earlier. It's just. It's just really sad. Mm. Sometimes people think, oh, leaves them to it. Mm-hmm. And actually never leaves them to it. Always mm. check in and say, yeah. any sort of loss, how are you going? Yeah. And is everything all right? And mm. that was that thing I learned was never say, um, how are you? Say, how are you doing today? Because how are you when you've gone through something difficult like that? It's overwhelming. Anyone who's dealing with anything, really, how are you today? How are you doing today? Mm. Rather than how She's are you in general? Exactly. She's, She's going to be saying it to everyone. She's going to be like something out of Balamori. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> What's the story in Balamori? How are you today? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I got some of the voice. Do you get her to sing to you, Chris? Uh, I try to get her to stop. <laughs> he hates my singing. I don't. I love it. No, love you don't. You hate, don't even. I love your singing. Piss off. You hate my singing. Sometimes she there's will. There's a time and a place. place. Sometimes she will so. belt out into a show tune when she's in another room and I feel like she's being attacked. How <laughs> are hey, little dude? Can you jump or do you want a hand, eh? And nip to the loo and then we walk I'll up. give you a hand. Okay. Chris, you really. You and Ray is really lovely. To I love him. I've always, so I've always loved dogs. Um, and uh, dogs have always really liked me, to be fair. Whenever I go to anyone's house, their dog is always all over us and people always say, oh, he loves you, or she loves you. But yeah. Look at this. He's so canny. He's lovely, man. Look, he's walking right next to us. I love a slack lead dog. See that? Yeah. He's not pulling on the lead. He the looks like, slack. He looks like a Disney dog. He does. What do you think your Robin and Rafe would love him? They, oh, Robin would love a dog. Oh, well, we'll go home now. You'll Robin see will see Robin. him. Robin will... Oh, oh. Robin's going to see him. He'll be, he'll be buzzing. Does he get tired when he walks? He's only got little legs. You've only yeah, got little he's legs. He's one of them little dogs. Do you have a trolley for him? Or a push chair? Do you know? Do you? Some people do have prams, but mm. I think that really is a moment to look within yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to Straight then left quicker or left then right? I don't know. Six and two threes, isn't it? Up there Come might on. be quicker, you know. Oh, well, it's a bit of a hill. I think you two would be such lovely parents to have. I think you'd give me roots and wings. Yeah. We're, Robin's got a great sense of humour. Yeah. He's roots and wings is that. lovely. I've never heard that. Yeah. That is nice. Roots and wings is really nice. Sometimes you get it from one from one parent and one from the other. Mm. Who do you think would give the roots and who would be more likely to give the wings? Like, I think... 
From what you've told me already, I think Rosie might need more wings and Chris's roots because he's worried about them going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That sounds right, doesn't it? I think you've nailed it. You've yeah. really nailed it. Uh, yeah. I was on the fence until you said that, but I think you've nailed it. <laughs> I think we're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be like, you can do anything you want. Dream big, you can do anything you want to do. And I'll be like, just don't drink, drive. Watch this with Sean Bean in. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a scene, Bean? Sean Bean. Sean Bean? Or you Sean thought Bean? his name was Sean Bean. <laughs> Is it not Sean Bean? No. <laughs> you thought his name was Sean? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's spelled He's coming to our show, I think, the O2. Uh, yeah, I think so, I. He's from this part of the world, isn't well, he? No, yeah. he's from Yorkshire. <laughs> All right, no. Friggin' miles away, Emily, come his on. His wife, his wife, actually, is from South Shields. Oh, there you go, Yeah. And um, this little Lord Fauntleroy in my arms here. He's gorgeous, isn't he? Do you think that you two... I can imagine you'd always be working, you know what I mean? Probably. There'll always be something, I think. We can never think about not, can we? We can't have days off. No, we, we don't Do you know get this? days off, ever. We can't, but we can't. We say we don't get days off, and we, we uh, yearn for days off, and then on that very odd occasion where we've got a day where there's literally nothing to do, we, f we freak out. Yeah, yeah, we do, actually. We can't relax. I know. We've got no way of relaxing. It's so strange. If I sit on my PlayStation, I feel guilty. If we sit and watch Netflix, we feel guilty. But it's that thing. Do you remember when you're a teenager and your mum like might not have work but she gets up at six o'clock in the morning? For no reason. And you're like, why? Are you yeah. up? And it's because you live a life getting up at that time all your life and then you don't know anything else. But is it also that Rob Beckett thing we were talking about of it might be taken away? I remember my friend. Sorry. <laughs> so as at time of recording this, we're walking up the hill back to our house. I, <laughs> I didn't hear the question. And I'll tell you why I didn't hear the question. Because you breathe. No, well, A, because I'm out of breath. But B, I've, it's just dawned on us that if I walk in the house with Raymond in my arms, Robin's going to think we've bought my dog. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I better too. Oh, no. And I just, I've just had a panic where someone's going to have to walk in first. Rosie, oh. maybe you, to say, our friend this Emily's here and she's brought a dog. But this is Chris catastrophising. This is me catastrophising because no, I feel because, like I'm walking. He's going to go, what? yay! And it was not yours. No, but even if he did, who gives a shit if he did? So I don't want to get upset. No, because he could walk in and go, oh, you bought a dog, and you go, no. And then he'd go, all right. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to let children experience emotions. I, I know. And you've never done that in your life. <laughs> <sighs> this I is part of the problem. Like, in my head, so I've catastrophised now, back yeah. with the prison thing. In my head, I've walked in with the dog, and Robin's oh, went, no. yay! And we've went, no, it's not your dog. And he started crying his eyes out, and he's inconsolable. Right, he's not well, even that kind of kid. No, he's not. <laughs> but that's what's oh, happened in my head. So, do you fast forward mentally, Chris, to him sitting in a therapist's office in Harley Street oh. saying, and he will talk like this, obviously, he'll go, and then father <laughs> brought the dog home, and that's really informed my entire life, and why I've never worked or had relationships, and I'm... Uh, I love that dog. And I was I in know. prison for 30 years. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what part of this fantasy ended up in Harley Street, but I tell you, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> oh, look I at know. those. Cows, yeah. Eh? They're lovely cows. Highland cows, I think. Yeah. Are they friendly? Yeah. Hello. I mean, I wouldn't jump over the fence, but they're lovely. Would you Hello, Highland cows. Hello. So we're going to go back to the house now. We've got Raymond. Chris, do you want me to hold Raymond so that Robin doesn't... Do you want Emily to hold Raymond? I'll hold yeah. Raymond. 
Not now, I've got him, I've got him for now. You can hold him when we get round. Robin okay. will not think that we've bought him a dog. Well. He won't. Okay. Is Chris quite a control freak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Oh, we're nearly back at my house. Come on. <laughs> Have you got the keys, Chris? I'll yes. let us in. <laughs> Hello. 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 We'll go in here. Yeah, here Look we at go. Raymond. Come on, Chris. Love I'm and coming. life. So here we go. We're back at the house. We are. Oh, I've loved our walk today. Have you enjoyed our walk? I have absolutely loved it. I've laughed. I've cried. I've done everything. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been lovely. It's been really, really lovely. Raymond's knackered. Look at him. I don't think he's done hills like that in his life. <laughs> Will you say goodbye, Raymond, to Bye, Chris and Rosie? Bye, gorgeous boy. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to that and do remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes.